This is Tim. Tim Miller. Uh, welcome to Read the Room, episode 104. And it is for August 20th, guys. August 20th. I'm recording it the night before. I'm pushing this shit. Pushing it. Um, what's happening, man? How's your week been? Been good? You been chilling? Staying away from the news like me? I... <laughs> Bro, I can't. I can't watch it. It's too much, much too much. Uh, oh, before I get into that, right quick, um, thank you all for commenting, viewing, listening, all of you. Um, I appreciate the love you're sending me. Um, you guys are very much so. Let me see this guy's name here sent me a message and uh i just wanted to say thank you bruh appreciate you bruh because you gotta send that love back man gotta send it back bruh feels good man um sheesh i can't find it well right quick um i'll just name name drop right quick ian Appreciate you. I, I'm sorry. I, I hate I couldn't make it this year, but uh, I definitely will try to make it out uh, next year. Ian is a buddy of mine uh, that lives in Massachusetts, and uh, he's also a listener from what I hear. So I just wanted to give him a quick shout. Um, And that's it, man. If you got Anything you want to say to me, hit me up on uh, YouTube. Although there won't be an, a, a, another video this week, any of my other YouTube videos, my stand-up, um, anything like that, just type in a little message, a little comment. Don't be stupid. Don't be crazy. This is my, see, this is my audience curation period, right? And this is when you, you know, you hear about people that have a massive amount of followers and they'll have crazy people in that group of followers. And I would like to not saying that I'm going to be super huge or anything, but if I get a certain amount, I can keep up with what I got now. I can keep up with y'all. I can rock with this. Right. All the numbers from my email list. The numbers from my YouTube uh, channel, the numbers from my, um, you know, my podcast page, I can keep up with these numbers, okay? If somebody says something crazy to me, I can get their ass out. But when it gets to being too much, too many people, then, you know, the white people that I'm going to have working for me, um, I'm going to have to tape, hey, listen, Kirsten, who is saying all this terrible things about me? And Kirsten's going to come, Mr. Miller, I don't know what to do. So I'm taking care of this now, right? You say some crazy shit to me. I'm, I'm, we going to have problems, bruh. You say something to me that you would never say to my face. We going to have issues. If you don't like what's going on, if you don't like what you see, if you don't like what you hear, don't watch. Don't listen. Coming on my page saying crazy shit, that ain't going to go, bruh. And I'm saying, bro, like it's only dudes. But I'm assuming, I'm assume, I'm going to assume it's just dudes. And that's just facts, man. So this is my audience curation. Um, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't like shit Trump is doing. I post about Trump. From time to time, when I really get pissed off, I, I post shit about racism. I'm a black man. I post some things about my feelings. 
about the police, um, about white people. Every now and then, I the white people, you really you bug me. Um, you get on my nerves. Matter of fact, we have a new segment called White Gripes. I'll get into that a little later. But um, white people, you get on my nerves every now and then. And I'm sure, you know, we get on your nerves too, you know, by, you know, the things that we do loud, you know, not being slaves no more, you know, all that shit. <laughs> so I just made a joke there. Never mind. Um, What's going on right now is, uh, oh, Read the Room podcast is on Podbean. Um, I will put a link if I make a video from any part of this. I'll put the link in the Podbean description. Okay, so that way, if you would like to see what the fuck I'm talking about, if it's some real hood shit, because every now and then I get hood. Um, you know, I might explain it a little more. Might need a little extra video help. Um. Uh, I'll put the put it on YouTube and I'll put y'all hear my stomach just <laughs> I just ate in my stomach. <laughs> Sound like some kind of wolf or something. Um like I said, I'll put the description. Uh I'll put the link in my description on Podbean. Everything flows from Podbean. Right now it's just Podbean. I'm not charging anything for anything. We still figuring this shit out. Okay, I'm still not on like a good basis. You know, I don't know what this podcast is going to be. Right now, it's just me kind of talking. A couple of the other episodes I've had friends on. I like the flow. I don't like having to deal with comics, like having to get with them and, oh, okay, I'll meet you at the, okay, well, you, oh, you sleepy. Like, I'm sick of that. So that's why this week's also is, is just me. Um, but hey, let's not get uh, too deep into that, um, into my gripes. Actually, yeah, let's get into the crime. <laughs> um, what else? What else did I want to tell you before I get started? Let's just get started. And if I remember it, I remember it. Uh, so Jay-Z, right? Jay-Z is still kind of trending right now with this whole NFL thing. Uh, and I don't do news always either. So don't get like, oh, look at Tim. Sounds, uh professional now i just it the shit is bothering me and it's been bothering me since it happened if you don't know right so jay-z who was a supporter for colin kaepernick's movement uh the kneeling and uh the not necessarily the protests of the nfl that came later but the the protest was against police brutality and everybody it it became a it became a thing about the flag and it became a thing about the troops and basically they spun it in a way so that uh racists can have an excuse to not like what's going on and it gives other racists an excuse as well so uh jay-z got behind the movement he did a few things in his he turned down the the NFL Super Bowl halftime show uh and he was he was on he was on board with uh everything that was going on and then recently we've heard that Jay-Z has become uh, has he has a partnership with the NFL now they've started a partnership and he's going to be the uh I don't know the official title, but um, what he's going to do, he's going to, he's a booker. He he manages the events, all the musical events, all the, he's a liaison between the music and all of that. And on the one hand, it looks kind of fishy. It looks like the NFL is using this black dude who's big in the rap game big hip hop artist and who also this is the other hand is very big on the on the movement he's very big he and his wife <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of her Beyonce um they do a lot for underprivileged people they do a lot for the homeless they have an organization 
that helps out. So there's a lot of people that are immediately, I mean, when this news came out Wednesday, Thursday, they were immediately like, see, that's why you don't trust. That's why you don't trust. The, the, he's a billionaire. He's a capitalist. That's what he talks about in his music. Come on, man. We, we can't be that quick to turn our back. There has to be another angle, right? And I get it. Like with, with, with black people, we, we can't necessarily trust everybody. But I think, it's, I think it's easier if you don't know shit or if you're not a fan of that person anyway. I also think it's easier if you are a fan to overlook some of the shit. Um, I would say wait a while. Why do you have to have such a strong opinion about it the next day? And I understand content. You need to put some stuff. I get it. But you sound you sound crazy to me. Like you sound you coming at at this so hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck him, man. Cause he cause he's supposed to be and he did the thing and then he said this and they're trying to use his lines, like some of the stuff he said, like they didn't understand what he was saying and shit. I guess in the meeting, he said, like, look, we're past kneeling because, you know, they did a, they did a pref- press conference, which looked fishy, too. They did a press conference and they didn't have any cameras. They didn't have any cameras. They didn't have any like, you know, they invited very specific people to come in and talk ask questions very specific members of the of the press it didn't have like a big announcement it was kind of a small it was like a, a get together it's like a hey you guys were i'm meeting with roger you guys come on into the <laughs> yeah we're gonna have snacks and shit and they came in they was asking questions and jay-z mentioned uh or jay-z said like look we're past kneeling and you know what's the next thing and i feel like this should be the next thing and everybody was all on what you mean is past kneeling? We past kneeling? We ain't supposed to kneel no more? Can you fucking relax? Can you relax with the with the nonsense, dog? We can't be this not aggressive. Like we can't be this silly with the shit. You know what he meant. I know you knew what he meant. Can we not be, is there no nuance? He didn't mean stop kneeling. He meant, look, we're, what's the next thing? What's after kneeling? Me, like, we're past that now. Keep kneeling, but we're going to do something else. I don't know, man. I, this shit bothers me. And the other thing that nobody is talking about, Okay. Uh, I hate to bring this up. Jay-Z is light-skinned, dog. Jay-Z is light-skinned. You know you can't trust light-skinned niggas, man. You know you can't. And I don't know what it is right now. It's a lot of light-skinned people. Angry. Light-skinned people are the angriest people in the... They're the angriest black people ever. They are, and they are everywhere. They are getting, because they get it from both sides, right? Light-skinned people get it from both sides. They get it from white people. They get it from black people, because black people are like, you ain't, you ain't black enough. You ain't black enough, bro. Look at you, you light-skinned, light-skinned bitch. And then they go to white side, and white people are like, you're, you're black. You Get away. You're black. So they just some confused. So they 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 get to pick. They they try to pick a side. And whatever side they pick, you know, that's what they go with. But they still got that little, they still got that thing in their head. Whichever side they pick, they still got that little uh, you, you used to you used to talk shit about me. In the back of their mind. If they go with black people. They still got that, yeah, you black motherfucker. You used to talk shit about me with your brown, you chocolate ass niggas. 
They go to the white side. They got. They still you fucking piece of shit white people. You used to talk that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> so, just remember, man. Right now, light skinned people are. Uh, they got the torch when it comes to Colin Kaepernick, J- like Beyonce, um, Robin Thede, uh, just all of these angry mixed motherfuckers. <laughs> all these angry mixed people, man. I don't know what it is. Uh, what's the name? Son. Is that his son? No. Is that her son? Jesse. Oh, what's his name? He made that BT speech. Jesse Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Williams. Light skinned nigga. Green eyes. Come on, bruh. Come on, bruh. They all light skinned now. All our activists. Light skinned. Not all of them. A lot of them. But hey, that's what we need to watch out for. Not watch out, but we can't get mad at these people, man. They got it from both sides. Um, White gripes. Here we go. New segment. I have a gripe for white people. And I've been thinking about it for a while. And it, uh, it affects me. Not every day. Just every now and then. But um, I'm in public and I'll be at a coffee shop or a bar or just where, just about anywhere that's uh, segregated. And or just about anywhere <laughs> that's... <laughs> Just about anywhere. Just about anywhere that's integrated. And I gotta say, white people, if you could, can you give us some space? I'd re- we would really appreciate it if you gave us some space i know it's not a i know it's not a thing that's talked about a lot and i know this might be new to you black people we have and i'm speaking for black people uh we have we have a bubble and we would like for everything in our bubble that it be something that we want in our bubble and every now and then We'll be out and about, and we'll we'll fill you in our bubble. I don't know if you realize it. I don't know if you even consciously do it, but I want you to pay attention. If a if you're out in public and a black person is just looking at you, they just sitting and they're just looking at you. You got in a bubble at some point, and you don't even realize it. Because that's what's really, that's what really bothers us. Is if you piss us off and you don't even realize it. Because we think to ourselves, what, I mean, nobody taught you, nobody told you about this. Somebody told you, you ain't supposed to be doing this. I'm standing, I'm standing at the milk station. What's the, what's the place where you get, Two percent sugar, the little like at the coffee. What is that called? Milk station. And you reaching across me to get to and you you say excuse me, but it's a bullshit excuse me. Right? Just give us some space. That's my only white gripe for this week. Um it's summertime, and I'm wondering. Just pose a question out there. What is the best grilled food? Uh, and we can break it down by meat. 
we could break it down by I mean, I have my tops. What right? Grilled um grilled chicken, I would say, is good. It's just I don't I hate the smell. When you overcook it, when you overgrill it, I hate that smell. Grilled pineapple, I love it. Grilled burgers. I got to be honest with you. Not a fan. Not a fan of grilled burgers, man. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know what happened. I don't know who hurt me in my life, but grilled burgers don't do it for me. They really don't. And I don't know. I'm real picky about. <laughs> I'm real picky about my meat. I'm real picky about. I'm real picky about hamburgers. I, I, they're either too. They're either un, undercooked or over. And I can't. You know, especially if somebody else is making them. You can't. Hey, can you? I guess you can tell them. Hey, can you put this back? On it, but by then they've thrown they throw cheese on it without asking, and you and I don't like cheeseburgers, so this bugs me. I, chicken to me is always is the best, always. Grilled chicken, grilled pineapple. I don't know if I would eat a pineapple chicken. I don't know. I don't know. It does sound good. I had an interesting. Um, I had an interesting. Week man, I felt if, do something nice for somebody. I know most of you do. You're well behaved, grown ups. Most of you do. Do something nice for somebody, man. This um, this lady in my in my job, she works in the cafeteria area, and she seen me walking around with a camera, and she said, "Oh, do you do you do pictures?" For the building, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not like that, but I'm like, yes, I, I do, and and we we talked a couple of times after that, and then recently, maybe I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, she hit, she saw me, um, and she said, hey, you do pictures, right? And I said, yes. You remember? She said, yes. I need someone to help me with a project for my mom. She passed away and we have an event for her. Um and I would like for someone to put together a video from the pictures of my family. So I go, that's I I can I think I can do that. Mind you, I gathered that from what she's saying. There is a uh huge language barrier. She's very Ethiopian, like extremely Ethiopian. Um, she owns the parking lot to our, no, I'm joking. She's very Ethiopian. So very nice lady works two or three jobs. And I, I say, absolutely. I can definitely help you. Please give me the, give me, she said, okay, I have to get to gather the pictures. And I'm like, okay, gather, gather, Get the pictures together, give them to me, and then I'll create this. I'll create this video for you. So weeks go by. I every time I see her, she's oh I got it. I keep forgetting to get the, and she's doing the the thing people do when they. I keep she's shaking her finger at me. I should do a video and put this up, but she's shaking the. I gotta get you the. I gotta get you those pictures, and I'm like yep, uh, sure. You sure do. And she, um, every time I see her, I see her, month goes by, right? A month, another week goes by, I see her. She's like, oh, hey, last night I worked on those, I got all the pictures together, and I kind of have them arranged. Meet me at my office, which is kind of outside of the, the building where we work at in in, in town, so this other job that she works, it's like an insurance place. So she says, hey, meet me there. So I go there and I meet her. She has all of these pictures. There's, oh, I will go 100 or so. 
just different types, old pictures. And they're all of her mom and her family. Old black and white pictures, like doo-wop old. Like you look at them and you go, oh, people used to pose like that. You know when the camera is right in front of you, but you're supposed to look off to the left? That's how old these pictures are. And sweet, sweet, huge family. Huge. And we're going, and she's telling me all these, this is my cousin, this is my mom's mom's sister, this is my other brother, it's my brother, he still lives in Ethiopia, and then this is these are his kids, and, they, and we're going, and she's telling me all this stuff to put in, and I'm like, cool, okay, there are hard copy pictures. I need to scan these pictures, put them in a, put them in a printer, put them in a scanner, scan them, and then take the image that comes out from the scanner that's digitized and use that as the for the video to put it in the video so oh one a hundred pictures 150 pictures um 300 pictures something like 500 pictures so i'm like great that's cool i'm glad you made a decision fine i'm glad you finally come and she's telling me, oh, but put this in there. You got to put this one and this one and this one. And you got to put this one. And this is, um, uh, I'm like, cool, cool. So when is the event? Like, when are we, when are we, when are, you know, she's like, the, the event is this weekend. She gave me the pictures on Wednesday. And. I'm like, um, what? This weekend? Yes, yes, this weekend. So I want this one, and this. I'm like, oh, 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 hey. So like this weekend, like this coming up weekend. She's like, yes. So this one is my uh, uh brother, sister. And in my mind, I'm like, this is, it's just eating away. I've already told, I already said yes a month and a half ago. I already said yes. So I can't say no now. So I'm like, I'm biting my, and I'm going in and I take, I take all this lady's pictures, her precious pictures of her family. And I'm hoping, I don't know that I get into a car accident and they burn up just that, just the pictures. And I'm like, get out of, get out of, do the, concentrate, do the, do the stuff, do the pictures for the lady. So I take them home. And I just start arranging pictures on my little printer scanner thing. And I'm getting four on there, like four in a row. And four at one time, four at one time, three at one time. Because they're all different sizes. And what you have to do is you scan it. And then it's a picture, one picture with three smaller pictures on it. And then when I put it in the editing software, Adobe uh, Adobe Premiere Pro, <laughs> Um, I put it in there and what I have to do is I have to turn it, scale it, make it bigger, make it smaller. And I added some of them. I added zooms to like zooms, tilts showing because they're all, some of them are, uh, landscape, which means long rectangular. And some of them are vertical, which means tall. So I have to Put it in there in a way that looks good. Make it bigger, make it smaller, all of that. So I'm doing that. Uh, I didn't start that night. That night I had a show, right? Thursday night I start, and I'm doing that, and I'm watching the boys, and then I leave. I go to another show Thursday night. Friday night I go home after work. And I really start and I'm doing boom, boom, knocking them out. Boom, boom, boom. Picture after picture after picture. Get them all uploaded. Get them all digitized. And I got them in the system. And I just say, I am. I'm going to I'm going to go to bed. Right. I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to wake up early Saturday morning. And I'm going to edit, I'm going to finish editing this. And 
I do just that. I go to, I go to bed. I wake up at 4 a.m. And I start editing this lady's pictures. And I get done around 9 a.m., right? I get done and I go. I send it to her. And I send it through a, um, I think I send it through a site. You just drop a file on this in this folder, and then I gave her permissions. Her and her, one of her cousins gave them permissions, and I say, "Take a look. You know, thank you for letting me do this with your family. Hope the event goes well." And I do the, you know, the the salute in my head. I'm thank you, you know, and I get a, <laughs> I get <laughs> an hour later. Oh, oh, we have to take out this. <laughs> <laughs> we have to take out the picture with this guy because he, he the, people don't like him in the family, so they're gonna hate me if I put this picture. You got to take out this one. I don't like this picture of me because it doesn't look. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> can you come meet with? Can you please come meet with me and I'll tell you because I found some more that I wanna. And I, I go and I meet this lady <laughs> and. She gave me some more pictures. 20, 20 or 30 this time. Not that bad. 20 or 30. Take them back home. Get get them all digitized. Get them all in there. And I, uh, I, I got more information. It's not, she said weekend. It's Sunday. So I still have another day, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm doing all this. Literally took me all day around eight or nine o'clock. I send her the final product, right? Send her the final product, send her cousin final. Hey, you guys, listen, um, here's the, here's the, here's the one here. And, um, yes, it's, it's done. And, here you go, and I uh, hope you have a good, not hope you sleep well, get ready for tomorrow. I know you got to get up early, you know, to get to church and get everything all set up. So, you know, congrats, and, you know, good luck with the event. 20 minutes later, after I sent it, 20 minutes, her cousin, you, hey, who are, what did you use to edit? Because I need to fix some stuff, and she calls me. Hey, can you call me back so I can, because I, I need to. We need to fix this. We need to add this in 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 our language thing. Can we put this somewhere in here? And can you take this and add this title to to it for my it's for my mother? And I'm like, okay, I'll I'll add the title. It's not hard. And I add the um the music, by the way. So this is a video. It's only it's only pictures. And it and it's but it covers up this this music that's under it. And the music came from this video that she had. She said, "Oh, I can't get the video. This is when she gave me the pictures on Wednesday. Oh, I can't get the video. I'll send it to you." And so I take the pictures and I start working on it a little bit. And I get the, and I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, well, it was probably like a, you know, three minute song or whatever, which is the dumbest. Thing. If you ever, ever think to yourself, oh, this is probably this, okay, right there, you lost, okay, eleven, eleven minutes. This song, it is a, it is an eleven minute. So my hands would hurt. Who plays instruments for 11? What is, and it's an instrument that I've never heard of before. It's an instrument that I think three spirits popped up in my house. I got to get some sage from playing that music in my house. I'm not saying they bad spirits. I'm just saying they spirits. 11 minutes. So I have 11 minutes of music to fill up with pictures. 
I mean, I guess it's a good thing that I had a hundred and uh, uh, seventy-five because, or whatever number of six hundred. So I make the edit. I do the final edit, and I'm and I'm and I'm done. I'm done. It's two a.m. I finished that thing at two a.m. and I sent it over. She had to get up. She was supposed to get up at at for church early, early, early. And she said, "I'm not gonna go to sleep. So just call me when you get done." I, I decided not to do that. I said, "I'm just gonna send it." And if she has a problem with this, if it's her, if her family has a problem with this. Too bad. I'm not, I'm not, no. And thank goodness it turned out great. It turned out fine. And I took the dude out. I took her out. And at that the one part, and then I added, you know, her mom at the beginning and the black and white, the old black and white pictures. You got some of these pictures, man, old black and white. The quality of the focusing on these pictures you know, oh, those really old cameras. You got you got to give it up for them. The technology wasn't there, but the the mechanics of those lenses so sharp, right? And they were taken in Ethiopia, like old old pictures. So it was a cool project, just for the experience. It was worth it. Because uh, I didn't get paid. Let me tell you that now. Yes, I know. I know. I know. Right? Value yourself. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, karma is, you know, right around the corner. Like, hey, you did that thing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I got you, dog. Karma is waiting for me. But um, it was a cool experience, man. And I got to help her. She hasn't been to work. She's been on vacation. So I haven't seen her. But she sent me a long text saying thank you and, uh, you know, the spirits in your house will take, will watch over you and keep you strong. And uh, I appreciated that. So, um, but hey, I mean... It was a heavy, very, very church influence. Oh, and she made me add um, Whitney Houston. Um, Whitney Houston, How Do I Love? Which one is it? She made me add a Whitney Houston song to it. So it wasn't 11 minutes. It was 17. 17 minutes. I will always. I have nothing. No. Which one was it? I'll give you. I'll give you the. Oh, I look to you. That one. It was Whitney Houston. I look to you. Um. Yeah. Seventeen minutes of pure, unadulterated. Family. There's old pictures. Her brother, her brother's, her brother's wedding. Um, I don't know who that dude was. She was very upset when she somebody must have cursed somebody in her family must have cursed her out when they saw it. Cause she wasn't she wasn't happy that he was Can you take it, please take him? You have to take him out. I was like, okay, sure, sorry. So, anyway, that's how my week's been. Very heavy, uh, very heavy church influence, man. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of cultures, I think church really influences a lot of the, a lot of what's going on right now. A lot of, um, I think church has been a huge influence in my, not only in my, not necessarily in my life, but kind of like the way I perform 
is very like the way I, I I can turn it turn things on, and I can tell when I'm losing if I'm losing an audience why I'm losing them. It's because I don't have like I remember seeing preachers at a at a at a you know this is gonna get real churchy for a second at like a convocation or at a um, revival. Uh, a convocation is like ch- ch- a church festival, basically, where everybody from all the churches in the area go to one place and have big church. Like it's like church Megatron or something. Oh, we got the pastor from New Hope Baptist Church coming up. And then we got the pastor from uh, Cedar Grove uh, uh, Antioch Church. And we got the 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 <laughs> we got sister jones coming up with the offering and it's just offering non-stop it's like church for three hours four hours and it's all week we had like convocation church grounds in uh in waco and all those churches would meet up at that church and say, hey, you going? Are you going to the conference? Yeah, girl, I'm going to the conference. Which night you going? Because we're going to go. We'll sit together. And they'll go and, they, and they'll sit together. And the good thing about convocation, though, was I think when I was younger, it sucked. Because I was in there. I was with my mom. And you just got to kind of sit there, you know. But when I got a little older, I was a teen, you know, 15, 16, psh, I was out, bro. I was outside, right outside on the convocation grounds. Oh, it was some mischief going on, bro. It was nothing but shit talking and, hey, where your mama go to church? My mama go to church to, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck that church. Like, it was gangsters. Church, I mean, church ground gangsters, but, you know, we didn't curse that loud because we didn't want the ushers to hear us. The ushers were inside and the ushers were outside directing traffic and everything. They were trying to get, hey, you park, come on, bring your Cadillac this way, go on, park right here. I don't want to hear that, Pastor, go on, pong, go on, you got to go on, park over here now because we're trying to keep this area clean for, for, all, the, for all the choirs. And man, we had, uh, I just remember that just growing up, just being in that. I didn't necessarily like church. I was a little too cynical for it, but uh, um, I just just felt that influence. And I think a lot of, a lot of our music is influenced by a lot of black music. Rap sometimes can be influenced by it. You know, that was a big joke in the, in the nineties all the comedians was like, man, all these rappers come up, try to get a Grammy, and the first thing they say after they write that say, for kill your mama and shoot you in the face, little tutu, and then he comes up and he says, I want to thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength to write this song. That was like the joke of the 90s. Um, I think one of the most, the, heavy, the, the heaviest church influence song is this song by uh um oh shit I forgot the name of the group but it was called Gangsta Lean <laughs> This is for my homies This is for my homies Wow wow See you when I get there DRS DRS stands for what does it stand for? In that gangster lean, that gangster lean. My God, my, my God. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, DRS. <laughs> Would you pass up an offering for me? Now, that song pales in comparison to their second song, which is Dickies and House Shoes. Okay, so just saying Gangsta Lean, and it's four dudes, and they walking 
They got on flannels. This is like this is nineties, straight up nineties uh, outfit. Nineteen ninety three, as a matter of fact, nineteen ninety three, arguably to me one of the best years in hip hop. Nineteen ninety three. Go back and see the albums that came out in nineteen ninety three. I mean, now me as a Texan, I well, you know we got some we got some bangers, but that era, early nineties. Between 1990 and 1995, heat. Some fucking heat, let me tell you. Uh, Method Man, Red Man, not Red Man, but Method Man, um, the, let me see, Method Man, the, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, UGK's Riding Dirty came out, and... Bruh, uh, Outkast, I think Outkast's second album came out then. I don't think it was their first. The second one came out. You know what? It might have been their first. It had to be their first because, yeah, it was their, it was their, 1993 was, it was still, they were still on their first one. Because 1996, I was in the Army. The second one came out, which was um, AT Aliens. But that Southern Playalistic Cadillac Cadillac music, shit. Southern Playalistic Cadillac. That South shit really put, that put South shit on the map. And if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that, that album, I guarantee you. Wait a minute. That's not the album that won Outkast. Outkast won. They won for Equimini. Yeah. They didn't win. They didn't win for uh, that second album. They won for Equimini. That's right. So. But that was the that was one. Of, that was the beginning, though. That was like they were. The first album, Southern Playalistic, they was like straight up jamming. Second album, AT Aliens, uh, he had already changed. Um, what's his name? What the hell? I gotta cut that out. The second one was he had already changed. Andre 3000, he started wearing the, he was going through his transformation. And he, um, you know, I still I still liked it, what he was doing. I still liked it. I didn't care. Because he was still kind of, he was still, he was still flowing. And then the third one, of course, third one, by I would say by far one of the best albums, one of the best Outkast albums, Equimini. Even the sun goes down, heroes eventually die, horoscopes often lie. Oh, and they had that, oh, Chunky Fire. Listen to that song. If you, now, Chunky Fire is for uh, like a hip-hop it's not for like a, if you just getting into hip hop and you kind of like rap music, like you kind of like hip hop. No, you gotta really listen to hip hop and know what they're saying to get Chunky Fire. I mean that song is just a straight up masterpiece. Let me tell you. Um, and in that song, <laughs> and in that song. They put their uh, acceptance speech for winning, I think it was the Grammy. What was it? Oh, the BET Awards. It was a fight. It was BET Awards. Because that was the BET Awards where uh, Suge, Suge Knight, and Puff Daddy, their, their two crews got into it. And then Snoop Dogg went up and said, y'all don't got love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Well, let it be known then. We know who we are. We don't give a fuck. Because they were in New York, 
and Snoop Dogg had a bat. Like, what other award show can you go on stage with a damn bat? Come on, man. Shit is crazy. But yeah, check out Gangsta Lean. Check out Chunky Fire. This is your homework. Check out Gangsta Lean. Check out Chunky Fire. And for, for shits and giggles, listen to Dickies and House Shoes, okay? Just listen to it if you want to. <laughs> You're wearing Dickies and House Shoes. Uh, you listen to that garbage if you want, <laughs> you want to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it, Terse had a huge influence, even though I don't go anymore, it's still embedded, embedded in me, and I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll ever, ever leave, now, I just see it with so much, I, the, the really, the real fake churches, because I get the idea behind church. If people are if if I go to a church and it's and it's doing the basic idea for church, community, worship, and you know, sacrifice, it's like I, I can feel the energy. Just like anywhere else where you feel negative or positive energy. If I feel that, then you know, I'm okay with it. You know, I don't judge anybody for what they believe. You know, a lot of people don't believe shit. So it's hard for them to really grasp somebody else believing something. But for a while, I believed a thing. And a lot of the people that I know and love believe a thing. So um, it's hard for me to judge them. But when I go to a church and I feel that like, I, I feel that not, not only is it judgy, but they are like they're watching they're watching over you they're keeping up with your like like they're keeping up with your money somehow they like oh so how much did you give like like not necessarily not in it doesn't happen like that but it's ugh it's close man the shit is close so it just bugs me man we had a, I think we had a good clip Guys, thank you for listening to Read the Room, episode 104. Uh, I'll be with you. I'll be back with you next week. Peace.